You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Welcome to the premiere episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. Uh, we begin our 12th season covering the con we love so much. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Darren, once again, is with us again. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's up? <laughs> 12, 12 seasons. Can you believe it? 12, 12 seasons. That's goes goes by fast, doesn't it? It does. It goes by really quickly, y'all. Just, just, <laughs> just, just like uh, the time between now and uh, the 2023 con will go by it, really it, fast. It will not take but a minute for it to be here, I assure you. <laughs> I know. And right? all the cosplayers out there are like, shut up, Darren. Shut up. We know. We know. Stop. You know, it's like, that's <laughs> eh, the way it is. It's the way it is. So. Absolutely. Looking for yeah. sales from Joanne's. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of other cosplayers, Jen is back with us as well this season. Hello. Howdy. How goes things? Good. Trying, well, I was going to say trying not to freeze, but it's not as cold in Texas as it is with y'all, but it's cold for me. The weather is crazy everywhere. (laughs) I don't know. I had lost track of how long Jen has been with us. Probably about five years or so, right? I think, I think three seasons as an official co-host with y'all, but I, y'all brought me on as a guest uh, for a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. We roped you in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think I bullied my way in. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pleased to announce to everybody that we've got a new crew member joining us for the entire season this year, and that is uh, our good friend Channing Sherman is here. Yay! Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Happy to be joining the crew. Looking forward to it, and I will try not to embarrass anyone. <laughs> you know what? If that was a uh, an aspect that we really held de- held dear, then I don't think any one of us would have been here ten years ago easily. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no, Tony, we're glad to have you join us. Uh, for those people who uh, are tuning in, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with DragonCon. Uh, my name's Channing Sherman. I've been going to DragonCon since two thousand eight. I'm one of the founders of the Black Geeks of Dragon Con, where we kind of promote one section of the diversity there. I'm what you call an all-around nerd. There's no one field that I'm an expert in, but I just like a little bit of everything. So animation, technology, um, military, sci-fi, anime I'm getting into. So a little bit of everything. Awesome. Just enough to keep things interesting. Awesome. (laughs) Well, we are glad to have you. And how long have you been going to Dragon Con? Uh, since 2008 i missed one year because of some personal stuff but yeah i've been a regular since 08 
Awesome. 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 Should have bought that eternal membership when I had the chance. <laughs> I know, <All> right? <laughs> I, I think it was only like 12 bucks when I started going. No, just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think it was only like $500 when I, when yeah, I it was something like that. Yeah. Then, yeah. And yeah. I thought that was a lot, but, uh, it, well, it still was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Back then it was a lot for me. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Uh, it's going to be a great season. We've got so much to cover. Even in this early episode, people are like, wow, why do you start the Dragon Con report so early? The podcast, like the, the con's not till, you know, Labor Day weekend. But they had a director's meeting last weekend. So they're already moving and doing stuff. So um, there's a lot to talk about even now. Um, and, you know, to address the elephant in the chat room, uh, <laughs> where is director? Is we're calling him now. <laughs> where, where is director Faber? Uh, he's still with Wait us. Wait a minute. You do not him. call me the elephant in the room. <laughs> I knew that, that would bring him out. Damn it. He's I was supposed to be pulled away and gone. He <laughs> pulled me back in. D- director Faber is now producer Faber. Exactly. Uh, he's still with us, of course, working his magic. But uh, Mike, you've decided to take on more of a producer role this year. I have because, you know, we're going to be doing this more interactive and everything. And basically what I've been hoping for us to do is have somebody f- wholly focus on the chat rooms and being able to, you know, answer questions and stuff without, so you guys can continue talking and everything. And I decided to take that upon myself. And you know what? It's great to see everybody, but I'm going away. No more elephant. <laughs> I've lost weight. I knew we could so, bring him out somehow. So, so, so I'm feeling so Mike's why, shoes. Why do we do this? Because it's, it's literally end of January. It's seven months until con. Yes. Seven months. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's get some business out of the way. We're a proud member of the ESO network. Uh, Those people don't know that Um, we are, we have a T public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool design for the dragon con report podcast. The logo is really cool. I think it was new of last year. Um, There's a link for that in the top of the episode show notes, or if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can just click, you can go to uh, the ESO Network page. It'll take you right there. Um, we also have a patron page, and what, we thank all our patrons, all our supporters. We really do appreciate it. If you're tuning into our show via Facebook or YouTube watching us, uh, welcome, uh, howdy. Um, and the audio version of our show is still available in all the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible.com, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in addition, you can always access past episodes at DragonConReport.com. However you access our show, please like and share. Like and share, like and share, like and share. We really do appreciate that. Um, if you want to leave us direct feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com we're also available on facebook twitter instagram all of us have personal accounts as well feel free to reach out to us um now also dragon con report this podcast is an unofficial podcast of the con we are we do not have any official ties with the convention that we love so much uh we do attend some of us are in guest status some of us have various other roles with the convention but we are not this podcast is not part of that uh official uh, um, whatever they are. An we don't work for them. We don't. Yeah, we, we don't, don't work for them. <laughs> we don't work for them. Uh, 
So we are not and have ever been uh, officially contact, uh, connected with them. Uh, so for all official news, we strongly recommend going to the official website, checking out their official social media outlets, contacting them directly if you have specific questions uh, regarding your membership or anything else of that nature. So, um, And uh, now we're going to get started with some news and notes, because uh, like I said, there's already news. Um Dragon Con will return, of course, this year, August 31st through September 1st, which is the uh, Labor Day weekend. Memberships, of course, are already available online. Uh, last time I checked, they were still at the $110 level. So I think that's still accurate, although I'm not sure when they're slated to go up. I don't know if anybody knows that information. But um, Also, uh, I believe Eternal Memberships, which we were just talking about, are $4,000. So... Um, you know, if you think you might be going for a long time, you know, I mean, back then, like we said, back when I started going in, in <laughs> 19, in 20, it was, <laughs> it was actually, it was 1994 was my first convention. Uh, my first Dragon Con convention that I went to, and I haven't missed one since then. Um, and, uh, yeah, eternal memberships were much cheaper then. And, uh, you think you might not be able to like, you know, use them. But I think uh, there's a lot of people who do have eternal memberships and there's a lot of benefits to that as well. All memberships, whether they're eternal or single, however you buy your memberships, day passes, whatever, they're non-refundable, non-transferable. So once you have them, they're yours to keep. Um, so um, the other news we have, like I said, they had a director's meeting at uh just over the weekend and the first item of business was i believe that the big news that came out and it, uh, this was released on all their websites as well was the official charity of dragon con um now they uh they did amazingly they raised a lot of money i think that was one of the first times they've ever really reached their goals um uh for the official charity last year which was opahan atlanta um, and Dragon Con increased, uh, uh, not only matched it, but they increased their match. Uh, so they're going to increase it again this year. Um, and the, they're going to direct their efforts to the charity is Cure Childhood Cancer. Um, it is a great cause. Uh, you can find out more about it. We'll have a link in our show notes to it, but you can, you can look it up. Cure, uh, I believe Cure is, uh, all capitalized and, uh, they do great work. I mean, Childhood cancer, that's, you can't say anything bad about that one, right? right? That's like, that's pretty much a no-brainer. But um, uh, so, uh, yeah, so they're, like I said, I'm not sure exactly what their 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 goal is, but I believe it's, it, like I said, it's higher than last year because they want to keep doing more. And, you know, with the blood drives and everything else they do, Dragon Con is still, like, I think the charity is one of the best parts about the show. Um, they do a lot of good work for a lot of people. I believe on that note, there's also a um, a volunteer meeting, not the volunteer meeting, sorry, but the uh, uh, they've announced the community, man, I'm, I've got my notes here and I'm screwing it up, sorry. <laughs> but they've got to, <laughs> they've- uh, First episode, folks. It's only episode. our first episode, right? We're still trying first, to get over first it. First word, syllable, Mike, mean, will help us we, out it out. We, are we even a hundred percent over last year's con? No. I mean, is it? Is it? No. 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 
Um, volunteer meetings. Uh, for those people who want to get involved, they're always looking for volunteer meetings. If you're local to the Atlanta area, you can actually attend them in person at the Marriott. Uh, March 19th is the first one scheduled. Actually, the July 16th one will be held at the Hilton. Um, and they will, they, they have other event they have other fun things. The volunteer appreciation event this year will be at, uh, Dave and Buster's at Sugarloaf Parkway. Um, so that's, that's fun stuff. But if you want to get involved, it's not too early. Like you can get involved now. You can apply to be a volunteer on the official website. You can also, uh, if you want to get involved with any of the tracks, a lot of the track directors are already starting to look for content um, and panel information. So, also, you do not you... need to live local to be a volunteer, and they have yes, they true. have started streaming their volunteer meetings as well, so those out of town uh, can t- take part of it. But I have quite a few friends here in Texas that that volunteer and work the full amount of hours and do not have any problem getting all the information they need to successfully be able to work the con. Mm. And it sounds weird, but uh, my wife is relatively new to Dragon Con. She volunteered at her first one just because there was something she was interested in, but not a lot. So she just kind of said, hey, I volunteer to help cut down the cost. And she enjoys it. Um, And again, as a first timer for her to get involved with that, I think she kind of felt like it was a good way to kind of dip her toe in <laughs> to the Dragon Con lifestyle without going fully into crazy. So, yeah, I'd encourage people, if you're kind of on the fence about it, um, find a track that needs your skills and give it a shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. We encourage that big time. Now, there are some logistical announcements that were made at the director's meeting as well. Um, first and foremost, concourse performances will not happen in the West End this year. Just in the Hyatt. Just in the Hyatt. Um, And I think this is on a related note. They are moving author signatures to the Westin. I think they were previously, I think, in the basement of the Marriott. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So so they're making the Westin more author-based. I wonder if that's because a lot of the authors tend to hang out at the bar there and have their (laughs) own. Well, I don't mean just drinking, but they, they have a lot of their personal meetups with each other yeah. there and they do informal do. meetups with with their fans at the Westin as well it, it also makes sense to have readings in such an quieter area so i can see them not wanting to be near bands that's wild reading it yeah. in a room right there yeah you know. it's wild cutting off one stage though that's i didn't even i don't even mm-hmm. remember seeing any performers at the Westin. yeah they, they had, had a full day a schedule yeah they had a schedule wow. for for bands but I would bet that they will replace that stage with another stage elsewhere. More I don't know. Likely. He just said they would only be at the Western. I mean, only be at the uh, Hilton. Yeah. According to only the meeting. Only at the Hilton. Yeah. So hmm. just well, the, the spot down there that gets really crowded. <laughs> yeah. <seriously. laughs> well... Well, if that's m- the plan, that's the plan. It means less concourse. More info as we so. find out about it. That's just what we I heard from that uh, was announced. I'm sure you know. If we have mm-hmm. questions, uh, we can uh, more more information will come to us. Uh, so, uh, I'm not sure when they plan on having the town meeting start, but I would imagine probably did they start in March last year? I think maybe the end of March. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So around March. 
So there's still a lot of information. You know, it's just like everything else at Dragon Con. It's not official until it Subject after to it change happens. until after it happens, yes. Exactly. And even then, we're not really sure. <laughs> did that actually happen. occur? Yeah, it did. <laughs> exactly. Did it? Did it really? Was that a panel? Really? Okay. I don't no. believe it happened unless I see myself in the photos. That's, <laughs> that's my rule at Dragon Con. Hey, I see myself in the photos and don't remember those. Yeah, so. thank you. Those are... Uh. <laughs> Photo tag settings in Facebook are your friends, people. <laughs> so where there have been the the guest announcement applications or the guest applications went out a little bit earlier than they did last year. So people have been, um, how do you, Sarah, um, have already been applying. So um, I definitely suggest checking that out if you're interested in participating that way. Same thing with performers and every, you know, everything is vendors, all that. All those applications are available. Now is the time to, to start doing that. Yeah, I, I saw they, they've already put it, uh, one of the, brought back one of the DJs who's listed on, on their website. Yes, yes. So. There, is a, there is a performer listed, Nemesis, right? Is that yeah, correct? Nemesis. Yeah, DJ Nemesis, yep. yep. And there's cool also a few, yep. a few other guests listed as well. So um, without further ado, we will do our... Uh, <laughs> Our Everybody monthly guest up. announcement pour list. <laughs> so, so again, if you are uh, if you're playing at home, uh, every time we mispronounce something, feel free to take a drink of whatever the beverage of your choice. Um, but I think uh, since Channing's our, our our new crew member, we will start uh, the proceedings with him. If you could read the first person on the list, please. All right. I want to mention they did not put reading in the job description for this. <laughs> okay. Eric R. Asher is the author of over 30 titles, including the Vesic Urban Fantasy series and the YA steampunk series Steamboat. He's currently living in St. Louis, Missouri, where the local folklore often finds his way into the Mason-Dixon Monster Hunter Rural Fantasy series. Ed Brisson is a comic book writer who first started to garner attention with his self-published crime series Murder Book and the crime time travel thriller series Comeback. He's written and co-created four other series published by Image, Sheltered, The Field, The Mantle, and The Violent. Jack Campbell, John C. Henry, retired U.S. Navy officer, writes the New York Times best-selling Lost Fleet series, Genesis Fleet series, Lost Star series, and Punk meets High Fantasy, Pillars of Reality series. His latest books are Implacable, the Empress of the Endless Trilogy, and Corsair comic series. Dr. Robert E. Hampson is a world-renowned neuroscientist leading a team to develop the first prosthetic device for the restoration of human memory. He's also a sci-fi author with five novels, two anthologies, and 50 works of short fiction and nonfiction. John G. Hartness is an author, publisher, and podcaster from Charlotte, North Carolina. He is the author of multiple novel series, including the award-winning Quincy Parker Demon Hunter series. He is also the co-founder and publisher of Falstaff Books and a member of the Authors and Dragons Live D&D podcast. Leanna Renee Heiber, or Heber, take a drink either way, folks, is an actress, ghost tour guide, and award-winning best-selling author of gothic, gas lamp, fantasy, and paranormal nonfiction, such as A Haunted History of Invisible Women for Tor and Kensington Books. A four-time PRISM Award winner, Hyber has been featured on Mysteries at the Museum and Beyond the Unknown. Gail Z. Martin writes urban fantasy, steampunk, and more for Orbit Books, Fell Books, SOL Publishing, and Darkwind Press. 
Urban fantasy series include Dead Curiosities and Night Visual. Epic fantasy series include Darkhurst Chronicles of the Necromancer, Fallen King Cycle, Ascendant Kingdoms, and Assassins of Landria. Van Allen Plexico is a multi-award winning writer best known for the Sentinels illustrated superhero novels and comics, 1960s crime novels, and the shattering space opera universe. His White Rocket Entertainment Network features multiple video and podcast channels covering James Bond, Babylon 5, The Avengers, and more. Timothy Zahn is the author of 16 Star Wars books and the Cobra Quadrail, Sybil's War, and Dragonback series. Recent books include Star Wars Thrawn Ascendancy, Lesser Evil, The Icarus Plot, and A Call to Insurrection with David Weber and Thomas Pope. Upcoming books include The Icarus Twin. And that's the list as it is right now. Like, it's uh, pretty short. It's probably the shortest one we'll get all year. Um, in addition to the official guests, and we've already mentioned the, the performer, uh, Nemesis, that's going to be attending as well. Uh, they have a list of attending pros, and some of our really good friends have already been um, accepted as attending pros, including Kevin Batchelder, uh, Tyra Burton, Jason and Rita De La Torre, Tony P. Henderson, Rob Levy, James Palmer, and Michael G. Williams. So congratulations to all those folks and everybody involved in getting uh, approved to for guest status. More to come. Uh, so that's uh, pretty exciting. I get, and yeah, you guys can rest easy because uh, it's just going to get harder from here uh, as far as the list goes. <laughs> now, the, the, read, gonna... the reading is going to end up taking like 45 minutes of future episodes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll try to figure out a way that we could trim that a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's substantial, I know. So um, Anybody so... go in on a, on a copy of Hooked on Phonics with me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we'll see what we can do about that. We'll see what we can do about that. We'll uh, see if we can get an intern, you know, to, to, to work on that stuff with you. Um, so uh, those are the guest announcements. I think that's all the news that we have, really, that's come out. Uh, anything else that you guys have heard? Still early. Still early. Yeah, still, still early. early. Okay. So now, um, don't want to get off the year to a, a, a negative start. So, But I did think it was interesting to, at this point in time, start the year by uh, discussing some changes, some improvements that we would like to see that uh, in our favorite con. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then after when we come back, we're going to talk all about that. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We got a lot of feedback on this already. So we appreciate that. But when we come back, we will get into that. know it's amazing walking into your favorite bar or coffee shop and running into an author you absolutely love or bumping into an author you've never heard of before but find your new favorite book that's what we do on drinking with authors you get to hear all the stories of what made the author's stories great and how they got there on their journey so grab a drink and join us on drinking with authors Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. 
All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. Welcome back, everybody. And now it's time to talk about, I mean, look, we love Dragon Con. We want to make that perfectly clear. I would not devote uh, all the time and energy and resources that we do for the Dragon Con Report podcast. And I wouldn't have gone for the last 20 years. Don't do the math. Don't do the math. <laughs> if, uh, if I didn't love the show. I wouldn't fly um, across the country. There, Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We love the convention. There's no question of that. But, you know. Uh, there are room for there is room for improvement, um, and certainly uh, I wouldn't mind talking about that and seeing what you guys feel like uh, maybe just a little you know constructive criticisms to help uh, improve our our wonderful experience, uh, not just for us but for everybody attending. Um, Jen, we'll start with you. Did you have anything specific in mind when when the topic was raised? Well, I, I just want well, I first want to bring up that. You know, occasionally the the comment threads can veer a little bit negative with people saying that points get brought up every year, but changes don't get made. I just want to bring up that changes actually do get made every year. They're just not necessarily going to be in the area that you want them. Every event has spots that can be improved. They just can't make all the improvements at once in the same year. It's just not logistically possible. Plus, a lot of the changes... So many of us, I think, have brought up and would like to see happen require more volunteers. I don't believe they've gotten back up to the level of volunteers they had since before no, so. the Panini. So, <laughs> you know, we have to hopefully each year more people are going to sign up to volunteer. So yet again, another reason to sign up to volunteer, folks, is is they always departments always need help. And the more volunteers there are, the smoother the event is going to run. Yeah. And, and two things, two things about that, Jim, sorry to interrupt, but two things that uh, strike me with what you just said. First of all, yes, any change that uh, is implemented, it has that butterfly effect. It affects everything and it's going to affect every like things of the con that you wouldn't even think it would affect. Right. So so that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts with Dragon Con. And so if you tinker with one thing, you know, it might offset something else. Plus, change comes from within. So if you really feel strongly and want to make changes to Dragon Con, volunteer, be involved, because that's how you can really get changes get made and how you can find out, like, why things are the way they are. Yeah, because we don't we don't have those answers. We, <laughs> we don't know why, 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 why they are what they are. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I'd say, and I did see this bring up, brought up multiple times. I know we talked about it at the, the, our rat recap show last year. Please somebody talk to the new manager at the Hilton and <laughs> let's uh, have some better communication and expectations of what's happening there. Uh, I know all, I know the hotels speak to the con. I, mm -hmm. you know, Contracts have to be signed. Expectations have to be laid out. It just seems like last year that the Hilton in particular did uh, decided to do a bunch of things and not really communicate that until, hey, those of us who showed up on Wednesday saw signs. 
you know, except for the event page they put up for Nikolai's Reef Tavern to have that private party up there that went smashingly well, I might add. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that was dripping with sarcasm. Yeah. 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 Is there a sarcasm emoji that someone in the chat can use? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I have to think that the Hilton heard a lot of feedback. We Well, we know they heard a lot of feedback. Uh, hopefully... They've learned that you can't just jump in and try to take more advantage of con attendees by charging more for your own private event on a con property. Hopefully they've learned they were a little bit too gung-ho mm. about uh, bag checks and alcohol not beyond this point, especially since some of that alcohol they were nabbing people about was literally bought at Trader Vic's on their property. And I, I'd like to see a return to when, well, I obviously it's going to be when it was a previous manager, but when, you know, when they were doing like the Jurassic Park theme and the Stranger Things themes and before where it suddenly became the party hotel. Mm-hmm. Not the shake you down for your pennies thing. <laughs> not the let's right. not, not the let me right. kick you off the back patio at ten o'clock thing to mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you know you can't even go out there and smoke after ten o'clock, right. which is just weird. Why mm-hmm. would you want everyone outside your front door and lobby smoking when historically you should send them to the place that has the ashtrays? Just- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't uh, even a party hotel thing. They really, like, they were one of the hotels for a while that really seemed to get the con and con goers. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you. that was one of the hotels, especially for me, maybe even more so than the Mayotte. I could walk in and be like, okay, I'm home. Like, this mm-hmm. is the start. And, yeah, they, they kind of threw some of that away last well, year. It's, it's the first, I, first I hotel the I stayed a, at. I think the Hilton is an OG yeah. hotel, too. I think they're one of the first hotel, like... You know, it hasn't always been five hotels. It used to just be mm-hmm. one hotel. Like when it first started, it was one. And I think that one was the Hilton. So they have the most history uh, with it. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I think uh, they did get some, you know, they did. There was some bad negative stuff that came out of uh, what they did there. And uh, as a company, as a corporation, you know, certainly at the end of the year when uh, the Hilton uh, in London decided to uh, get rid of Trader Vic's there, uh, I did not appreciate that at all. So um, the company has not uh, not pleased me in the last few months. So I, I you know, I, I've never stayed there. I've never stayed there. And for those people who, t- uh, you know, we're going to next our next episode. Spoiler alert! But our next episode, <laughs> we're gonna go, we're gonna talk about all five host hotels in a lot more detail. So what doesn't the seem like every year though we get a hotel that acts a fool. Yeah. Oh yes. Somebody always one it's gonna be, but one of them's gonna act a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I said, like, the year before tradition. that it was the Sheridan. Wait, like, right? who, so, who is, yeah. who's got the new manager yeah. this year? That's gonna be the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who thinks yeah. they're gonna take on DragonCon? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm waiting. They're, for... <laughs> they're gonna make the changes to blow blow it out of the park. Like, because yeah, yeah. So no. All right. You're not. Um, uh, Channing, anything, uh, anything that came to mind when, when you, uh, heard what the topic was going to be? Um, a lot of things came to mind. First, I thought <laughs> of the really, a really, the really wild that you hear at the 
at the end of every year, which I'm not going to repeat now because I don't want to start any conspiracy theories that they might be happening. But um, some of the more reasonable ones that I think Dragon Con has to control over, um, and hear me out on this one, I kind of want them to bring back the armory. And keep in mind, I don't know the politics of why the armory isn't there anymore, but that was actually one of my favorite things in years past. And I get that guns are a touchy subject, totally understand. But the armory also had, you know, displays of um, swords, spears, crossbows, hand-to-hand weapons. They also put on some really good uh, demonstrations of using those weapons. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing the armory come back in some shape, form, or fashion. I get that you probably don't want to have a room with um, AK-47s and rocket launchers mounted on the wall, but I think you can still kind of incorporate that in there. I think one year they went on, they did a panel on sci-fi weaponry. So I think you could kind of incorporate some of that in there and hopefully not offend people. So that, that was one of the first ones that I thought of. Wow, that's a good one. I didn't even know that that was a thing, actually. I didn't, uh, yeah, I'd never really come across that any in any way, shape, or form. I didn't know that that went away. I didn't even know it was there to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be in the, uh, in the, uh, the, 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 the I'm, I'm losing my mind, in the Hyatt. It was down in one of the lower floors of the Hyatt, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And just two small rooms, but just had a bunch of uh, displays and then another small room for some presentations. Yeah, I would imagine it would require a lot of uh, a lot of attention. Uh, oh yeah, um, since I've been at Dragon Con, there are only two events where I've seen armed law enforcement officers. I'm talking private security, but actual you know police or sheriffs. The Armory and the Burst Show. It's the only two places. So <laughs> draw your own conclusions from that. <laughs> you got to protect what's important. <laughs> uh. Awesome. And other people agree too in the chat. I see, um, Darren, what about you? What is something that, uh, is there something that's been a long time concern or maybe a more recent concern for you? No, this is a continuing concern and I'm going to, it's based on Mike's story from last year where he couldn't get into the Weston with the media badge that he had on. I think Dragon Con can do a better job of training either, whether it's the hotel security or private security or the volunteers on looking at the badges and knowing what, which badges, what batch, because being told you can't access an area after you've been given a badge, whether it's a free badge in exchange for coverage, or you've paid for a badge as a member is really disheartening because this is not a cheap week and you want to have a pleasant time at the con and I, I think 95% of our volunteers and the security and the hotel staff are typically absolutely perfect. They're great. Don't get me wrong. But that 5% of people who are mm-hmm. not as customer service oriented and they let you know it right away, like the, the bag checks, thing, which was completely an overreach, I think, on the Hilton's part. And the, the people screaming at you, you need to line up outside. It, it, that's okay if you're screaming and there's no one like near you, but if there are people standing like 10 feet near you, you don't need to scream. You, you need to just find that medium tone voice and tell people, <laughs> please go outside and just don't tell them to go outside. Tell them where that line is. 
tell them to go outside. There's like five lines outside. Where does that mm-hmm. line start? Mm-hmm. There needs to be more organization on that level. If someone's trying to get into a room and that line's not there and you're not going to let them in, then where do they go specifically? Not just go outside the hotel. Because yeah. that line I, might be gone by the time you get out the hotel because they brought the line in. Yeah. No. There, there's a lot of that type of miscommunication. That line didn't start there. That line starts over here now. You've been waiting in it 30 minutes over here. We all know they don't start a line until an hour before an event. But we also know, yes, they do. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know that's the official line, but when you've got a big media star, yeah. that line starts early. And don't tell me it doesn't because I've seen it start early. And I've seen Dragon Con volunteers tell people to line up there. And that's okay. You yeah. don't have to have that rule for every panel, but you need to be more helpful. One, with reading those badges for security's sake. And two, mm-hmm. for helping people get to where they need to be. They're not mind readers. Many of them have not been mm-hmm. to this con before. And they don't know to go to Wade Baker's side or a, a con uh, room, basically. If you right. tell them it's it's two minutes till the, the thing starts and you tell them you need to go outside, it's going to take them 15 minutes to get outside. Especially that one line, line from the Hilton. Line, you have to go down the, the, the line. <laughs> yeah. No, the line in the yeah. Hyatt. Down, you, down have to go, yeah. you have to go down the weird hallway yeah. and then up these stairs. The and, then and back the and through. Yeah. I did that like three years ago. The, it was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was like there were only 50 people in the room. It was a big ballroom. There was no reason to send people outside. We uh... To try to find the one door on the outside that no one was at and no one said, hey your panel is here because they're like, oh, well, the, this room started already. We don't have to stand here anymore. They were gone. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff that they, they really need to work on that logistical stuff because yeah. that's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, regarding the badges, I, that's one thing I've noticed as well is that, you know, this is my badge from last year and it's got the guest status on it. My little vendor sticker is over here, right? That's dark and hard to see like when you're going from like really quickly in a line from building to building. Like, I think they need to make it a little bit more obvious. The, the, not just the badges, but what level of the badges that they are. Um, Because if, if someone's looking at them and that person needs to know exactly what every single kind of badge is so they can recognize it. So if they see something they don't recognize, they don't instantly flip out and assume that that person's doing has a counterfeit one. But I think they could do a better job at making it like, I mean, I don't, you know, you don't want me on letters screaming like, Hey, I'm a guest, but um, yeah, you know, something to that nature Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well, um, I, I recognize that. So, um, like, especially if you're trying to get to a panel, um, so you're kind of, you know, skipping through the line or you're trying to get to the head of the line or whatever. Um, I think, you know, that would, a lot of people would feel better, especially in line if they saw your badge and they could say, oh, well, he's, you know, he needs to get to that yeah. panel or he needs to do this. So I, 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 I concur with that too. It's not just the staff, but I think the badges could be designed a little bit better so that they indicated, mm-hmm. um, different whatever the different volunteer like even a volunteer badge you know volunteer yeah, a, badge a guest volunteer, badge a member a guest mm-hmm. badge yeah. a vendor badge all the different kind of badges badge. that they have yep absolutely yeah. 
I think that uh, that could better be they could designed just a little bit better. Speaking of being able to get around, I, I think mm-hmm. and this gets this is something I see brought up every year. And again, I don't know how to fix it, but I think at this point, something needs to be done. Something needs to be done to help mobility all across the board. There, There is issues with getting into every hotel, whether you are able-bodied, whether you are on a wheelchair, a scooter, um, whether that means dedicating a volunteer from one of the departments to help with elevators, with people being able to get on and off if they mm-hmm. you know need ada access instead of some you know everyone just shoving into an elevator and watching the person in the wheelchair and ignoring them that they haven't been there waiting before you you know we know every hotel is supposed to have easy access for everyone mm-hmm. that's not always the case and it's certainly not the case with the vendor hall <laughs> At least not last year. You know, no, we, we all had our yeah, we yeah. all had our moments mm-hmm. with the way the line was handled and going up and downhill and around the corner and in the heat in some cases in the rain and just having one entrance. There's there's some people that just can't be trekking all that way, be standing in that line, be out in the elements. Whether that is, let's create separate lines. For the, the you know people uh, who can't stand out there, no, technically you're supposed to be able to not have to stand in the line if you have the sticker uh, that you've gotten from the hmm. uh, services, right? Uh, disability services. But yep. I I've I've had to use a sticker a few times in the past. I've never had it happen to me, but I have watched other people be turned away and not because of mm-hmm. capacity. That. No, it's because the, the the mindset is you need to get to the back of the line, and if I let you through, then everyone else is going to want to be let through, and they're not at the back of the line. And I get that sometimes volunteers have to make those tough calls. I get that. But if someone's got the disability sticker on their badge and they point it out to you, hey, I I can't hang out here for whatever reason it is. It's none of their business. If they got right. if, if they got the disability sticker. That's it. That's the end of the argument, in my opinion. And you, yeah. you should let them in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to let the rest of their party in. Let them line, or maybe <laughs> you know one person with them as a caretaker. Or well, well, technically, that's in. what they're they're, they're yeah. supposed yeah. to be able to have one person okay. who can get in with them. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can't let a pack of ten people in with you. I get that totally. That's completely unfair. But that person and one person with them—that's completely fair, and that shouldn't be even be a question. But, uh, but I, like, you know? even letting people in into an elevator, I've. Yeah. There's the one lady going back to the Hilton. There's the one lady who <laughs> uh, the Hilton sets somebody watching their their elevators, you know, and making sure I people are getting them. on the right one. And mm-hmm. they did switch out a few times, but our, I've seen you know people just cut in line in front of somebody on a scooter or wheelchair or crutches, and even the person watching and guarding the elevators is just letting it happen. When you can obviously mm-hmm. see and, that and person. see that's that, that's yeah. that's a problem right there. Yeah, yeah, and I think some of that goes back to just training or just a lack of empathy. Because I I stayed in the Hilton, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think the person that was assigned to stand there was just there to kind of stop there from being a stampede, nothing more, nothing less. Well, and stop people from were, trying yeah, to go to Nikolai's. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that. Po- yeah, they were behind the podium. 
And usually they just stayed behind the podium. They weren't trying to, you know, help people or kind of, you know, guide people through. And yeah, I think that kind of goes back to some of what Darren said earlier, just some better training and coordination among the three or four different types of security there. Yeah, but we've already talked, I mean, all the things that we've talked about so far, I mean, as Jen pointed out, would require much more volunteers than we've seen them have. And if if that's continuing to be a shortage, um, obviously, if they want to expand on the attendance, like I think they probably will this year, you know, the more people you get, you're going to need more people to handle them. You're, you're going to have um, to, you're going to have to unfortunately break down and pay for some security. Right, right, um, yeah, pay, yes. pay for some trained security people and teach them what these badges have them at the elevators or whatever, or work closer with the hotels and say, we mean it. We Now, I, I've been a Hyatt guy for a while now, and I've noticed that the hotel staff is really good about not letting people in from the mall into the Hyatt without badges. They are really mm-hmm. good about that. That's all it takes. Talk to the Hyatt, right. And most of the people in the Hyatt that I've seen, we all kind of band together. If someone with a wheelchair shows up in the elevator bay, that's it. They're the next person getting on an elevator. I don't care which way it's going, up or down. They get on the elevator next because they they can't use the stairs. You know, if someone else has an issue, you know, obviously that that would be different. But they're the obvious one, right? And people tend to ignore them to be selfish. They tend to want to just do what they want to do and ignore that and make it someone else's problem. But it's all of our problem. We're, we're a con community. We have to take care of each other. Yeah. There are always bad actors, but you're right. Dragon Con is real good at, at self-policing for, for things like that. I will give credit. There's way more good people than bad people there. Yes, and there, there are people with disabilities that aren't obvious. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to say that those people don't need to be taken care of as well. I'm just thinking visually what you're probably going to see is someone either with a, a support animal or someone in a wheelchair or on crutches or something like that, who obviously needs help. That doesn't help anyone who's got like, you know, hmm. autism or, you know, severe anxiety or whatever, or might be having a meltdown or whatever. So we, we have to be aware of everything going on around us. That's just the way that is. The, uh, the one I wanted to talk about, the one that came to mind immediately is something I have run across the last few conventions as well, ever since, uh, actually ever since the, uh, the artist alley, the comic book pop artist alley has moved over to, uh, America's Mart. Um, and that is that, uh. You it's know, there's a pain two things. There are there are two things. There are two things that I. Uh, that's a good idea, Karen, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. There are two things that um, uh, um, that I hate to hear at, at, from people that people I know um, at DragonCon that want to see me. One is that uh, they couldn't. They did, they came by my table and I wasn't there, and because I was off doing a panel or whatnot. Uh-huh. And the other thing is that uh, they were not going to stand in line for an hour just to see me or, you know, the comic folks. <laughs> um, and, that, and, 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 you know, that is that, or, you know, they couldn't come to the panel cause they didn't want to wait in line for an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. I noticed that it seemed to me that panel attendance was down last year. Now it could be because there wasn't, you know, but there was one panel that we had that had nobody show up. Uh, in attendance or panelists. So hmm. um, I understand that it's, it's a, it's a cross sword. Like if, if they move the panels 
the comic panels to the Westin, let's say, because that's the nearest hotel. So if they move them to the Westin, then it means that I'm gone from my table even longer because instead of going to uh, just across the way, just across the room, I'm going to have to go to in the other hotel to there. So I'm gone from my table even longer if I'm attending the comic panel. Although they could um, open those habit trails that connect to the hotel for just the, the guests. I mean, the, you know, that, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a thought. Um, again, that requires a lot more attention from uh, attendees there. Plus uh, the last couple of years, they've been doing renovations to the Western. So mm-hmm. those, some of those pathways have not been accessible as they have been in previous years. So, I mean, there's always like, you know, but I do think that, uh, I do think that the panels, the comic panels, I, I, I would be okay if they moved them out of uh, America's Mark because I do think that for people who want to just see a panel, um, it's a lot to ask for them to just, uh, you know, um, um, and, you know, and I, and I, you know, whether or not they want to uh, come see me as well, that's fine, but they could come see me at a panel outside of that as well. So I think that, that, that there's room to move us to another, another place. And the, I would, the workshops I would, too, the sewing workshops, those paid workshops, a lot of people couldn't get in through that line for the workshops they paid for. Yeah. Extra yeah. on top of their badge. Yeah. Yeah. And it, with more people, it's going to get even worse because the line will mm-hmm. get longer and uh, then, you know, the fire marshal will stop people from coming. Exactly. Uh, and the line so, was easily at least an hour to get in last year. At yeah. least. Yeah, some, some time, there was some moments where it was longer. Yeah. Okay. So we threw the question out to everybody uh, out there in the internet land, social media land. And man, did we get probably more responses than I've ever gotten, ever seen for anything else we've ever posted uh, ever uh, for here at the Dragon Con Report podcast. Um, but, uh, and so, you know, you guys have opinions. Who knew? Um, <laughs> but uh, I think one of the, uh, one of the biggest ones that I saw that I haven't had, I had to deal with for a while because I've been fortunate enough to be a guest is registration. And Dragon Con is still one of the few conventions that uh, you have to pick up your badge at registration. Uh, a lot of other bigger conventions, bigger than Dragon Con even, are mailing them out uh, so that people have them right from the get-go. They don't have to wait at all. How do you guys feel about that addition or that suggestion? I'm, I mean, here in Texas, all the cons I've gone to, including ones of the same size as Dragon Con, has been the same. I've, I've always had to, I've never had a badge mailed to me from any event I went to. So I don't know what that's like, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I know it doesn't help, but registration is so much better than when I first started. Going oh my there. God. Uh, Let's talk yeah. about that line for five yeah. seconds. Yeah. I know it's bad. Yeah. It can be bad in the morning, especially it was you know, Thursday morning. People want to be first. You know, they want to be first yeah. to get the badge. And so then everyone congregates at once and the, that bogs it down. Mm-hmm. Or if they're not fully staffed at that moment in the registration hall, that bogs it down. Or they've I not hooked up the computers or something's going on with the internet. Yeah, that yeah. bogs it down. Something's, something. I mean, but fresh. it beats the time of, of years when the line would be wrapped around the Sheraton three times. 
Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, I've, sure. I've waited. Yeah. I waited six hours my yeah. first year. Yeah. I I, yeah. I can remember waiting hours and hours and hours to pick up my I, my badge that I had already paid for. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I would I've pay had three to four to not pay to not stand in that pre-reg line. Well, there was, remember there was years that the, the cash paying on site line somehow went faster than the pre-reg it, line. It was always faster. Yeah. It was always, it was always faster, faster. to pay oh, on it? Oh, okay. than it was yeah. to pre-reg. Mm-hmm. It was always yeah. faster. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I will because pay the we... extra hundred bucks to not have to wait a day <laughs> to get my back. Okay. You know, yeah. that was yeah. my, yeah. I, that was my plan. I, mean, there's, uh, there's... Yeah. I think it boils down to two things. Um, one, a Facebook user just said it. They're worried about people trying to copy the badges. Let's be honest. It's a bunch of geeks and nerds. So I'm sure you give them, you know, five minutes with a laser printer. They have I a can, perfect one, perfect copy. Badges come out. Fakes are being made. Mm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and I've, the I've other one, seen the fakes even. No, really. Just them that quick. Site. Yeah. Somebody, oh, that's, that's there's somebody cool. traveling with something. <laughs> It's yeah. unless, <laughs> unless you get like barcodes on each badge and you're scanning mm-hmm. each badge in certain areas, you're not going to spot the fakes because it's going to look close enough yeah. that it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. And when you have people like mm-hmm. Mike being stopped and he's got a badge on, mm-hmm. then the, the confusion just gets worse, right? Yeah, yeah. it's true. And then the other thing is, I wonder, and I'm sure it's not so expensive, but I would imagine that's going to be increased costs for Dragon Con, oh, totally. which would be yeah. increased costs for members like us. So well, that I've might explain of, some of the help. I've seen a lot of people say they're willing to pay the extra price if they could have it mailed out. I mean, sure, mm-hmm. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd probably do that yeah. too. I think I they would also be. Events. I think they would also be like they like I said at the beginning. Uh, badges are non-transferable, yeah. but I think if they were be mailed out, they'd be transferred. Like here you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think think, that would make them transferable, but I mean, yeah, they do check our ID when we go to badge pickup. You can't really do that by mail. I think I know it's 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 brought up every (laughs) year. I know they've discussed it internally. I think it's bad Mm -hmm. as Dragon Con sees um, in person pickup as the path of least resistance. They probably just I, I would think they've kind the pros and cons of switching to both. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's just the lesser of two evils for them if I had to yeah. take a guess. Until they, until they do a lockdown system somehow on scanning those badges, you're never going to find the mm-hmm. fakes, and those fakes are going to be made within an hour of the badge designs getting out. And that's sad mm-hmm. to say, but that's true because I've known some people who have done it and past associate with them anymore, but I know they've done it. I can't imagine how many fake ones are out at San Diego. Oh, I'm sure. Like, like the only right. place sure. I can see them not really having a lot of fakes is maybe New York because they have that <clears throat> system where you have to scan in. At yeah, every you've entrance. got to scan in. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah. That'd be something mm-hmm. like where, you know. That's, that's putting chips in your badges. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's a little oh, bit. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a big yeah. a whole can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be tracking you wherever you go at Dragon Con. Right. <laughs> find us at the bar to scan your arm. Night. They know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're at the con. Um, like I said, we got so many. Uh, I'm just going to throw a few out here, and then I want to hear from you guys and, and see if there's any that you guys uh, heard about too. 
Um, someone says, for those who don't use Facebook, it's tough tracking down information about photo shoots, meetups, tracks, everything like that. They wish DragonCon had a better networking solution. They do. Um, they have a Discord. They, I was just about to say, I'm like, I'm like, cue Jen with the Discord info. Uh, there's, there's, there, and there is also a DragonCon Reddit uh, group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, someone uh, said if we could keep the rain outside of the hotels, it would be great. Um, oh, yeah, you'll take some of that to buy roofs money and buy a pipe or two, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't think you can blame DragonCon for that one, unfortunately. No, no. Who was casting Create Water as part of the LARP scenario in the Hilton? Whoever you are, applause to you. Applause. Uh, someone mentioned, uh, someone said, how does one improve upon perfection? So there we got a DragonCon lover as is. Don't change a thing. Uh, reverse the escalators at the Hilton Skyway. Okay, I was trying to, I saw some people agree with that. I don't, I don't get it. So somebody explain what? it to me. When you approach the, the when you're coming from the Marriott from the Hilton to reverse them, I don't know. Well, yeah, because you kind of have to. It is weird because you kind of have to go around, and it. it sorry, I'm, oh I'm, yeah, like, going to the the lobby thingy or whatever. No, no, it's the other end. Other end. Oh yeah. Yeah, the other end where you kind of have to like yeah you have to go around and it gets confusing sometimes. I get well, that. Well, they took but, away uh, those escalators right there at the side. Hop on oh, the, in the Hilton, yeah, the main lobby. In, yeah. the, in the Hilton, they took those out, so now you've got to walk the long path or take the stairs down or wait forever for an elevator. Yeah, and if but one of those, and if that escalator goes down, you're you're stuck uh, with stepping it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. either you're way, good. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't know if that really, you know, whatever. Uh, I would. I mean, I'm not dismissing. <laughs> I'm not dismissing the idea. I'm certainly not dismissing it. But um, I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure what that, I don't think they're going to accomplish it a lot. Um, I mean, that's a hotel. Atten- I think that's a hotel. That's thing. a hotel issue, not yeah. a Dragon Con yeah. issue. Yeah. Keep the attendance restriction. Uh, They're not going to do that. You know, limited. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, I've they, heard they, that one Dragon too. Dragon Con's out to make money. But, uh, but so... hey, a lot of us would love to keep the Oh, sure. sure. Oh, I would love to keep it at like 50, 60K. I think that's perfect. Well, let me ask you this. Would happen. you pay twice as much? To have less people, like half the people. <laughs> yes. If we if we still had the normal amount of guests as a regular year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I um, would because I I like being able to when I go to the dealer's room, I like to be able to actually shop yep. and not feel like I'm in the market of mm-hmm. never lemmings or being knocked out of the way by a backpack. Yeah, or fairy wings or Gundam armor or whatever. Don't bring that crap into the dealer's room, people. Um, it's being able to breathe and take your time and actually talk to a dealer or an artist in artist. That's, that's some good stuff for a con attendee feeling like you're compressed and just being marched along down every aisle is, is not a good experience. Well, trying to enjoy vendors when you're having a flight or fight moment happening and I think that's not just yeah. from the attendee and the shopper's point of view it's also from the vendor's point of view because my understanding talking to a lot of my fellow artists and other vendors they did better business wise in the last couple of years with it restricted mm-hmm. attendance than they did prior uh, because, because people could shop stop and, and stuff, shop so. yeah mm-hmm. totally. so um yeah. Other suggestions. Uh, some folks want better guests, of course. Um, That's every year. Uh, That's every year. Uh, yeah. Pre, 
selling pre-reserved pre-reserved panel seats. That seems more like a VIP kind of situation. Uh, second con suite at the Hilton. I think um, I thought that one was actually not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. It, the second con suite? No. Well, yeah, because there's yeah. a. A lot of people every year are like, there's a con suite, and it took me eight years <laughs> to find it. Like, I knew it existed, but I never Second floor of the it. Hilton, babe. Second floor of mm-hmm. the Hilton. And uh, Hyatt. No, yeah. Hyatt. Oh, Hyatt. Sorry, Hyatt. <laughs> They've trying to stay from my room. Go but away. Go away. I also know the, the spot it's at in the Hyatt is really difficult for some people to be able to get to. There's not a weird spot. It's like, no. Not everyone can use that little hidden stair panel and we all yeah, know how waiting true. for an elevator is so well the elevator wait-a-thon has not been that bad in the hyatt lately but of course with increased attendance it's going to be so mm. yeah, there's that and going back to the pre-registration the pre-sale thing yeah i've heard of something similar at a con but it, they weren't selling it basically when you when you paid for the con and you were registered for the larger panels it kind of pre-registered just for that panel. So the idea was you had a seat reserved. You weren't paying anything. It was almost kind of like registering for a course at college. It's like, okay, we're opening up registration. Everybody who wants to go see Patrick Stewart, jump in the queue and see if you can get your seat reserved. And then I think you just had a barcode on your phone or something that you, you showed the scan. Uh, get in. Now, I don't. I don't I, I un- know the technology behind that. it, but oh yeah, yeah. That, oh that, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, sure, but I. I think that's a lot of moving parts there. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I, I think. This, it, I think it create would create honestly at DragonCon. I think it would create more problems than those yep. that it would solve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's very. The escalators specific. are always going down at Con. I saw that from a Facebook user. If if the escalators yes. are still working by Saturday, it's a good con. you should expect them to go down during con that's just the way con is yes that would have been been scary stepping on it and having it drop down oh no oh man (laughs) oh no (laughs) this one's very specific the suggestion is to get the gothsicles back uh so okay some gothsicles fan woohoo uh (laughs) um Let's see, uh, one-way aisles in the vendors' areas. Um, mm-hmm. That requires uh, more, more manpower. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, somebody's got to police it. Without yeah. yelling. Yeah, without <laughs> yelling and screaming um, at people. And people need to obey what says. I, we've kind of talked about this one. Prioritize and enforce wheelchairs and mobility aids in elevator access and better advertise all stair and escalator locations as alternatives for able-bodied people. That would, yeah, more signage would be yeah. always good. Uh, more signage absolutely. would be good. Except uh, when you have too many people and you can't see the sign. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says no face masks. Um, that was kind of what the weight was last year. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it was about fifty-fifty. Uh, of course, you get your your folks. Last year. You get your folks saying, "Move the whole thing to the Georgia World Congress Center." No. No. That comes uh, up. I hear that too. one every year. Also, <laughs> it does. Yes, yeah, it I hear that one every year. The con yeah, will that's open tradition. at ten a.m. and the con will close at seven p.m. every day. And, and then we have to like really trek back to the hotels for any type of evening stuff. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
moving all artists back to the Hyatt bottom floor instead of America's Mart. Um, it says, I bet the artists would appreciate it too. They could go straight to their rooms, to, uh, from their rooms to their booths. It's like, I stay at the Westin. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't, like, if no matter where it is, I have but to. But also, move, so. isn't part I mean, of the reason they were originally moved is because the age old problem of no one knows there's an art show at the Hyatt? There was a little bit of that. I think yeah. the I think that both were expanding, wanted the room to grow, and they didn't have any. Yeah. Like you couldn't have both the art show and the pop and the artist alley there too. So you there. had yeah. to move one. Um, so they moved uh, the comics and pop artist alley to the fourth floor or the top floor of America's Mart, and I think that um, I you know the vibe still seems to be good, but I do know some people hate it, um, so both right. artist wise, vendor wise, and. And attendee-wide, so. Uh, volunteers directing the back of the line with a banner of sorts identifying the panel or event. That would be good. That's that would be nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Manpower. I've, I've seen, I have seen some volunteers, like, last minute make their own poster board signs with a marker. End yes. of line. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. like, especially when your lines crisscross, like, the last year, the lines for the Cybertronics and the line for Rocky Horror Picture Show, where we were... The back of each line was on top of each other to where you oh, man. you could not tell which line you were mm-hmm. in. So Yeah, that that's messy. Except based on yeah. makeup. No. Mm. Uh someone <laughs> suggests they make uh during the convention they make days last thirty hours so they could sleep more and mm. I'm sure we've and got then, some wizards that can they, get on that. that up with your the, creator. <laughs> the, the, the first comment is, you know, you'd somehow still... Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mike, did you see any about changing the date? That was one I used to hear about, uh, yeah. the pushing it back later have, in the year. I not did, I, I did not see, in this time, no, but I've heard people... I did yeah, see one to move it, move it more into the cooler weather time, but... Do we do we want yeah, to move from said, having rain and a hurricane to having a freak snowstorm and tornadoes? I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I, I, yeah, I, I want to do it a for the weather and b for less competition because then we're not fighting the football, the you know, pride, and the like three other events that go on Labor Day always, weekend in Atlanta. There will there always, always be will be something else going on in Atlanta. You just yeah need for whatever weather you think we're not going to have. You should prepare for that. But I do think the, <laughs> the one thing about Labor Day weekend and having it that weekend in particular helps the parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it'd be really hard to have a parade on just some random weekend. I mean, it's also like, hard you to have, have to, like... You, you have it some holiday weekend, I think. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to have it a holiday weekend, and there's only so many of those, and no one's going to go to a for this long during Thanksgiving and Christmas weekend. We got too much other family uh, yeah, somebody Yeah, already, somebody already tried the Thanksgiving one. It did not go well. No. <laughs> no, not and you can't really compete with well. Halloween. It's its own thing, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Someone said last year was my first year, despite living so close. I just love the friendly atmosphere. I don't think I've ever felt so welcome at a con. Don't ever change that. Uh, we are not suggesting that they change that at all. No, please don't. Someone got another <laughs> the the fans have already done that. <laughs> Tuesday yeah, is yeah. Friday, yeah. Sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday uh, is the new Thursday, so I guess now yeah. Tuesday is going to be the new Wednesday. The con before we even stop working to go downtown to the con. <laughs> Sheila's five 
thousand miles away. Yeah, I, I, I live three states away, and I, I get there Wednesday at it's like o'clock in us. the morning. Where are you guys? I'm like, <laughs> I'm at work. What are you Here, doing? Here's yeah. one I saw. Here's one I saw that I, I, I think I can get behind. So a few people said this: bring back uh, Dragon Con after dark. Bring back adult programming after hours. I mean, a lot of us make our own now, but yeah, it would be nice yeah. to have some official things. It, yeah, it'd be nice. yeah. Every now and then, some people kind of experiment, but yeah, I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. There, there are really some <laughs> darkish kind of things. There are some over eighteen only panels. There's the show. Mm-hmm. There's the the you know the um, there's the bunny the hutch that's twenty one and over. The bunny yeah. hutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, yeah, there is party. DJ parties that go every night yep. until, what, 5, 6 in the morning? Yeah. There, there's adult content. It's just not that kind of adult content. Well, and it's also um, not, I don't, I don't not think things the that will every bring that adult back. is in. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't right. want to be at a rave till 5 a.m. Yeah. Right. As uh, as Jen pointed out, uh, there was a couple people who said, uh, please quit asking if you're not going to make any of these suggested changes. Um, a, we are not the person. We are not, we are not in any position whatsoever <laughs> that we can make changes. Uh, we are just having a uh, hopeful, uh, uh, an open discussion and uh, trying to keep it as positive as possible and as, as constructive as possible. There's a lot of, I found, non-constructive ideas <laughs> the oh, suggestions yeah. that people had well there goes um, every so discussion that doesn't <laughs> mean that doesn't mean if i haven't read your su- your suggestion that you posted that i think it was unreasonable <laughs> so i don't want you to think that necessarily because we got like i said a ton well, there was did over, you guys see there was any over 150 of the others? comments yeah wow yeah did uh, you guys see any of the others that were out there that wanted to point out? Anybody? We can't ask the con to give us a free gecko with every badge. Can we do well, that? Well, I, I did see. Um, <laughs> I did see, and somebody just brought this up in the chat that, that somebody had made a suggestion about they think we should get rid of the Sheraton as a hotel, uh, no. because after they pick up their badge, they don't go do anything else there. Which, mm-hmm. as as a newbie at the Sheraton as of last year, and that is now my my new home at dragon con. I just want to say, I used to have the same mindset of once I pick up my badge, I'm not doing anything there because what is there to do there? When in actuality it was, I was too lazy to go back there to go to any of the events there. I got to experience some of the events there and the food trucks and, and all that. Now, hi Deborah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. and I got to say that like, I totally get it now. It's, it's, I should have not mm-hmm. been lazy before. It's totally worth it. The, the, mm-hmm. the merch store for the con is better there. The line mm-hmm. is much better than mm-hmm. dealing with it at the Marriott. Um, the Brit Trek. Yeah. The the the, pool, the pinups by the pool party was great. The food trucks that were open all hours of the night when I was coming home from. Yeah, those uh, food trucks are really fun. They were. And they're nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're great people. If you're that, tired of the stuff in the food court, go to the Sheraton. Get yourself some food truck food. It's great. Go to the Greek food truck. It was the ball. <laughs> Euro loaded fries with everything. <laughs> but but again, like getting rid of a host hotel does not really make sense. We need we need another host hotel. We need Ooh. an additional one, in my opinion, yeah. to give space for the way that the con wants to grow. And I believe, I believe somebody mentioned it earlier in the chat and I believe it's, it's been mentioned 
uh, previously by, by folks from the convention that they do want to keep growing, but the only way mm-hmm. they can or go back to what the pre-2020 attendance was uh, is they have to expand their footprint. Right. And and the mm-hmm. way to do I mean, really the way to do that is either a we have to take over more of America's Mart because that's the place they're already at. Once the construction's done, or renovations uh-huh. are done, you can move back into the what, building one that we were originally two, going I to. Think. Yeah, right. the one that's right there off of Peachtree Street, and mm-hmm. or add uh, another host hotel. Whether that's you know the Ritz is kind of what an unofficial. <laughs> it's a, it's an overflow, but a lot of a lot of con attendees and some guests stay there. I know there's a a few other in the circle. Yeah, a lot of the other hotels in the area space. don't have any. They, but they, they don't have convention space is the problem. They're just hotels. Oh, okay. So yeah. That, yeah. That's really mm-hmm. the issue with them becoming official hotels is they don't have ballrooms or anything like that. So mm-hmm. that's why people get manage to get reservations there because they're less desirable, but they're close to the con. So, mm-hmm. hey. I don't know. A lot of those <laughs> overflows sell out just as fast as, as they the, the menu oh, five. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, as I pointed out uh, earlier, we are going to talk all about the host hotels in a lot more detail in the next episode (laughs) in February. Um, Another suggestion that we got is for some ideas for some uh, new tracks, which we will also talk a little bit about next episode. Um, And uh, so there's some really exciting things happening next episode. Those are teasers. Um, So, but (laughs) before we uh, before we conclude, where are we going to put them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Before we conclude, right. I do have a uh, a piece of news that I actually forgot to mention that is coming up before our next recording, I think. And I, I, anybody in the Atlanta area is probably going to be going to be aware of this. But there is a geek garage sale presented by oh, yeah, MomoCon and DragonCon that is going to be held at the um, Georgia uh, Georgia Tech Exhibition Hall, which is on uh, downtown Atlanta. It's uh, five dollars purchase uh, for attendees. But uh, you can get, uh, they have a lot of vendors. There's a lot of like items you can get, t-shirts, pops, fun fandom stuff, a lot of bunch of stuff. You can uh, sign up for tables still. There's a link for that. Uh, You go to Facebook and put in Geek Garage Sale. It's Sunday, February 19th from 11 to 5 p.m. So um, check that out. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's it's sort of a pre-Dragon Con, MomoCon event. Uh, that uh, you can get some cool stuff, find some cool stuff, and hang out with some cool people. So, um, and maybe the line will be shorter to get in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. No, we can't promise, but let's hope. Let's hope. I would be going if I lived there or if I was visiting when it's happening. I saw the event, was like, ah, oh, why don't we have something like that here? <laughs> yeah, same, same. So with that said, unfortunately, we are out of time. And so we must draw a close to this, uh, the first episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to our station crew, starting with you, Channing. You made it through your first episode of the season. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, real quick, real quick, I want to thank chat for keeping me. I did misspeak. BritTrack used to be in Sheridan, so I had a flashback. BritTrack is in Hilton now. So again, (laughs) thank you, chat, for keeping me honest. Um, Absolutely. be sure if I didn't make one major mistake. So, yeah. <laughs> Channing, uh, tell people where they can find you online to see what you're doing outside of uh, this show. You can find me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Channing Sherman. Just uh, my 
game. My group is uh, the Black Geeks of Dragon Con on Facebook. I should warn you, even though I'm on TikTok, you will not see me dance. Just want to throw that out. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. All right. That's, uh, I'm sad about that, really. Um, so, <laughs> that's a, is that the last time I of... tried to dance, I think I summoned a demon. So, you know. <laughs> So okay, so it's a feature, not a bug. Lord, Lord, heal Chen and Sherman. Lord, <laughs> thanks, Jen. Always oh, pleasure to be here. Back for and uh, excited to be back for another season. And uh, things are lively in the uh, meetups group. I see. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, always is never a dull moment in there. It just sounded really if, dirty. No, if, <laughs> hey, if you could see the admin thread discussions that happened, yeah. It's, it's the, should we allow this post? Should we step into this conversation? But yes, so if you want Dragon Con after Dark content, go to Jen's yeah. Facebook group. Uh, hey, only some of it. Only some of the content is that. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you can find me, folks, uh, a lot of the time over in the DragonCon parties, meetups, and more group. Again, not affiliated with the con, but we, we help folks navigate whether it's the app, concert performances, uh, parties that people are throwing that are not officially on the schedule and they feel like inviting the public to. We don't out people's private parties without their permission, so you're only going to see a room party if the person throwing it wants you to know about it in there. But yeah, you can join us on there. I'm also part of the Blurred Nerds podcast here on the ESO network. We are on hiatus right now, but I'll be back soon. And on most of the socials, you can find me by my handle, Lil Bit Odd, L-I-L Bit Odd. <laughs> all right. All right. And thank you, Darren. We're at, we're at it again. I know, Mr. Gordon. Can you imagine? 12 years. 12 years of this. <laughs> 12 Oof. years. And And where can people find you? Well, I'm on a podcast called Legion of Substitute Podcasters, where my friends and I talk about DC Comics, Legion of Superheroes comic books when DC decides to publish them. So we got that going on. And then I'm on uh, ESO as part of the Rainbow. Our next movie that we're going to be discussing about is uh, uh, the LGBTQ classic Victor Victoria. So nothing like a little Julie Andrews to get your day on. So. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that one, too. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, thank you, Producer Faber, wherever you are, working your magic behind the scenes. We really appreciate uh, everything that you're doing for us this year. Uh, oh! <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'll teach <laughs> I, I, I didn't even did i say something wrong <laughs> he was I getting mean, was you back for, he was getting you back from the beginning <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah probably maybe. Uh, so uh <laughs> anyway we try to cover all we can with these episodes these shows but to keep up with the latest news please check out the official dragon con websites again we are not officially associated with the con in any way uh we just love it so much we love talking about it um so you can um if you want to get involved with DragonCon officially, check out their official website as well as their official social media. Um, we're a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea Public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool design with the DragonCon Report logo. There's a link for that in this episode's show notes and at the top of the ESO Network page, esonetwork.com. We also have a patron that uh, you can access there as well, a Patreon. So thanks, patrons, for your support. We really, 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 really appreciate it. We love you guys. 
And for those people who want to support us in a way that doesn't cost you any money, uh, feel free. We are on all the uh, social media. We are all, you can get our uh, access to our video through Facebook and YouTube, all the uh, audio podcast wise, just like, and share, like, and share, like, and share. We love that. We love that. We love that. And subscribe. And subscribe. Yes, thank you. Subscribe. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Yeah, that's a specific like YouTube one. But yes. Yeah, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, there you go. And, of course, you can comment, uh, talk to us directly. Uh, you can send us an email at feedback at dragoncountreport.com. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, again, and it's been my pleasure. Take care, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you at the con. broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.